Coming up on Sports Talk with Marcel. The very latest on James Harden being traded to the Brooklyn Nets. Do this make the Nets lock to win it all? Plus, it's NFL divisional games. I'm giving you key matchups and keys to victory. Plus, college football season is officially over. Can college football playoff be expanding? And I'll tell you who have a big chance of winning it all next year in Indianapolis. MLB news and rumors and this day in sports history. Plus, my final thought and more coming up on Sports Talk with Marcel. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of Sports Talk with Marcel. Thank you guys for joining me for another great episode. I have so much in store for you guys. We're going to get into the NFL Division Round game this weekend, starting off tomorrow and Sunday, giving you the key matchups and the keys to victory on those four games. We also have MLB news and rumors. This day in sports history, a special for a special on that one. We normally do three, I did four. Um, that and my final thought. And we also have NHL hockey is back for the second night. And we also going to get into some college football now. The college football season is officially over. We're going to start heading to 2021-22 season and potentially College football can be expanding, um, can be expanding the playoff. Make it six, maybe it's six, maybe it's ten. Or would they keep it at four? If they keep it at four, I'm gonna tell you who is in that top four. If they keep it at six, they're gonna expand it, and that's a good thing for college football. But we have to start off with the big, the big trade of the season so far out of the NBA. The Brooklyn Nets have acquired their guy, Houston have sent James Harden to the Nets in a blockbuster four-team trade to also involve the Pacers and Cavaliers, completing the unhappy star exit from Houston and setting up the potential super team in Brooklyn. The Nets and Rockets announced the trade Thursday morning. Brooklyn dealt Houston a package deal that includes guard um, Carlos Levert and three first-round draft picks. Houston also received three unprotected first-round picks from Brooklyn, 2022, 2024, 26, plus pick swaps in 2021, 23, 25, and 27. The Nets announced the Rockets also gets Cleveland's 2022 first-round pick via the Milwaukee Bucks, and Houston is sending 2023 second-round pick to the Pacers. So as to tell ESPN Brooklyn, Brooklyn also gets the 2024 second-round pick from the Cavaliers. The Nets have three open roster spots to fill out their bench if they choose a $5.7 million tax mid-level. The minimum expectations is likely $5.7 million. Disabled player exception. The mega, the mega deal reunites, reunites Harden with former Oklahoma City teammate Kevin Durant in Brooklyn. In positions, the Nets, who also have all-star guard, carry over as title contenders in the Eastern Conference. Not just the Eastern Conference. What about the NBA? Because the Eastern Conference, is, it, ain't, it ain't doing too much good. It ain't, it's not. It's not. Make it so ironic that the Houston Rockets traded James Harden. It was the, the night before they lost to the Lakers. He said, you know, we're just not that good. And then you had John Wall and... DeMarcus Cousin, you know, doing their thing. I respect them for doing their thing. I understand. But they need to understand from James Harden. He's been there nine years. 
It's been nothing but disappoint. Can't get over the hump. Can't get to the finals. You ask for the players you um, you ask for the players you want. You still can't get it done. They trade Kirk Capella. They trade Chris Chris Paul for Westbrook. One gonna work. Anybody with a anybody with basketball analogy that understand the game of the game understand the styles that he had besides Chris Paul and Capella, he wasn't gonna win with anything else other than those two. He wasn't gonna win. And it's clear as day, we all knew it. He guys just got tired of it. You know, Shaq said it on TNT last night, uh, NBA on TNT, him and Charles Brockley said it. They don't make it the favorite. Hey, they make it my favorite. They they if Kyrie come back and doing and wherever he is, if Kyrie can come back and be better or contribute more about to the team, I think they can win a championship. I think they're going to win a championship, but it, they will have to understand you cannot be selfish. You have three um potential um MVP players. MVP style players. Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and of course James Harden. There's no way this not this will work if these guys choose to be selfish. They have to understand we are here to afford goal, and that's to win it on championship. Brooklyn Nets so far not doing so good. They seven and six, sixth in the Eastern Conference, but they will be good come um, their next ten games. They have two against Cleveland, two against Miami. Play Orlando, Milwaukee, the Clippers, Atlanta, hot Atlanta, Oklahoma City, and Washington. Winnable games. Win very winnable games. I can see them winning seven or eight of those out of their next ten. So Brooklyn is in a position where now they finna start positioning themselves as a legit threat in the in the East. They was a threat in the East already. Now they a legit threat. Lakers, not Lakers doing good in the West, but hey, the West can be very, very hard to come out of this year for the Lakers. Very hard. If Clippers and Thunder and Denver get to rolling, Lakers could be in trouble. Those probably three potential teams that can bounce them out the playoff. Last night games is um. Last night games, Miami defeated Miami lose to Philadelphia 76ers 125 to 108. The Charlotte Hornets, um, the Charlotte Hornets lose to the Toronto Raptors 111 to 108. The Houston Rockets first game without James Harden beat the San Antonio Spurs 107 to 105. And the Golden State Warriors dropped to the Denver Nuggets 114 to 104. And Portland. Lose to the Indiana, get blew out by the Indiana, Indiana Pacers, 111 to 87. Unbelievable, man, unbelievable. NBA is so unpredictable right now. Come April, mid-April, very predictable. And the real MLB, seemed like DJ Mayhew, um, one of his soon-to-be, maybe, former teammates, Saying that they need him. And why wouldn't you not when you couldn't beat Tampa in the playoff? 
it's not lost on Yankees players how important LeMahieu has been for the Brooklyn Bombers, the Bronx Bombers, I mean, the past two seasons. And the latest to chime in on LeMahieu pending free agency is first base Luke Volk, who led the MLB with 22 homers last season. I think he's the best hitter in baseball. I beg the differ, but top three for sure. Voto NBC New York's um, Bruce Bruce Beck. I'm literally sitting next to a printer right now, and it makes me think of DJ because he's a freaking machine. We need him. Of course you do. Once you go ahead and sign him, stop being cheap and go ahead and sign him. In other news, the Giants secured a veteran. Left-handed starter to battles out their rotation on Thursday. Signed and dodged a former um, pitcher, Alex Wood, to a one-year contract. $3 million deal that includes an additional $3 million in the performance bonuses. Um, Wood is a former Dodger pitcher, as I said. Will reunite with his president of baseball operation, Farhar Zuna, who previously served as Los Angeles general manager. And all in All Star in 2017, Woods has logged a 3.45 ERA, over 188 appearances, 138 starts of those 138 in eight major league seasons with the with the Braves, Dodgers, and Reds. Big kudos to the Giants. It seemed like the Dodgers are just losing players to me. I won't be surprised if Justin Turner. Come up and just say, I, I believe I believe he signed with them, but I really thought he was going to go elsewhere. I'm not sure. I'm going to look into that. Um, former three-time World Series winner, executive Theo Espin, was hired by Major League Baseball on Thursday as the consultant to uh, On the Field matter Matters as the sport think about rule changes to create more actions and pace to the game. As the games evolve, we all have an interest and ensuring the change we see on the field. Make the game as entertaining and action-packed as possible for the fans without providing all that makes baseball so special. Epstein said in a special, I look forward to working with interested parties throughout the industry to help us collectively navigate toward the best vision of our game. Theo stepped down as president of baseball operations for the Chicago Cubs in November after nine years with the team. On his way out, he shoulders some of the blame for the problems in the sport. Wow. Theo is one of the most accomplished and throughout people, thoughtful people in our sport. Commissioner Roger Manfred said via a statement, I am grateful that he has accepted our invitation to um Complainment of um, our ongoing effort and provide his insights on making the baseball, making the best game in world, in the world even better for the next generation of fans. Big congrats to Theo. He said he was leaving the Chicago Cubs because he wanted to do more things out. I guess he outside of sport or personal. Who knows? I guess that's like one reason he out. He got out the door. I don't know. If you ask me, I just think he just wanted to be out of Chicago. He wanted to do something more, you know, worth. He he brought them real serious. 
he accomplished his goal. I guess he wanted to do something more where he didn't have to be like, you know, in charge or uh, like a vice president of baseball operation. Because once your team not doing so good, they look at the coach or the manager in, in baseball and the guy that's running it, which was him. So big, big, um, big congrats to Theo. Seemed like he's looking to make change. And the baseball, as they try to make the baseball, as they try to make the sport a little more safer for not only the players, but also the fans. We're going to go on and get to the NHL roundup. This is your guys' NHL roundup. The Boston Brewers defeat the New Jersey Devils 3-2. The New York Islanders was too much for the New York Rangers, winning 4-0. The Washington Cowboys sneak past the Buffalo Sabres, 6-4. The Carolina Hurricane dominate the Detroit Red Wings, winning 4-0. Winnipeg Jets win a close one as they beat the Calgary Flame, 4-3. Predators was too much for the Columbus Blue Jackets, winning 3-1. San Jose Sharks survive a close one as they beat the Phoenix Coyotes, 4-3. Edmonton Oilers dominate the Vancouver Canucks 5-2. Also, the Las Vegas Golden Knights dominate the Anaheim Ducks 5-2 also. Minnesota Wild win a close one in LA as they defeat the Kings 4-3. Tonight's NHL games as the Chicago Blackhawks go against the Stanley Cup champs Tampa Bay Lightning. The battle with PA. Pittsburgh Penguins and the Philadelphia Flyers go at it. Toronto Maple Leafs and the Ottawa Senators and the Washington Capitals and the Buffalo Sabres go at it for the second time. And the nightcap is St. Louis Blues and the Colorado Avalanche. This was your NHL Roundup. Before we get into the NFL Division Games weekend, speaking of tonight, we have NBA games tonight at the Lambda Magic go against the Boston Celtics, the New York Knicks, and the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Dallas Mavericks and the Milwaukee Bucks should be a tremendous. Luka versus Giannis. Memphis and Minnesota Timberwolves go at it. Chicago Bulls travel to Oklahoma City to take on the Thunder. The Hot Atlanta Hawks go to Utah to face the Jazz. The Clippers should beat the Kings tonight. Um, and they're going to Sacramento. And LeBron versus Zion Williamson. The New Orleans Pelicans and the L.A. Lakers. Anthony Davis. Let's show you that the trade was worth the baby. You got a ring, but I guess. Let's see if you can dominate that game. Tomorrow's in divisional games is Buffalo and Baltimore. Should be a tremendous game. Two young quarterbacks in Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. Should be a tremendous game. Both games are going to be won by these quarterbacks. We both know that it's not going to be won anywhere else. These quarterbacks. Now, Buffalo, your key matchup is your defense versus Lamar Jackson. We know what Tennessee defense did to him. Absolutely gave him anything and everything. And Buffalo, if you guys have a, if you want to win this game in fashion, you have to contain Lamar Jackson. You have to contain Lamar Jackson. Buffalo, your key to victory is you have to score points. You have to score points. I would say probably 
25, 30 points. Because Buffalo, I mean, Baltimore will score points. They gave up 20 left. They, they scored 20 last week. That was enough. Against a team like that, if Baltimore come out hard, come out, come out starting fast, Buffalo defense in trouble. Baltimore, your key matchup is the Ravens secondary against Stephon Diggs. You have to contain him. He's not the Lamar Jackson, not the only weapon on the field. You also have another on the other side offense, and it's Stephon Diggs. It's the reason why this guy's probably all pro, all pro and pro bowler. This year alone, dominating. First year with the Bills, dominating. Ravens secondary, you can't not contain him. Buffalo can throw up 30 or 40. But Baltimore, your key to victory is eliminating Josh Allen time on the field, which by means running the ball. Buffalo, you have no Baltimore, you have to run the ball in order to win this game and score points. My prediction obviously, I will pick Buffalo by a field goal. The L.A. Rams and the Green Bay Packers should be a tremendous game. I don't know about L.A. Rams. They say it may be a little cold, maybe a little snowing. You know, them, weather, them warm weather city teams, they don't play good in the snow. Green Bay, your key matchup is Packers, front, your front seven versus Aaron Donald. Front seven on both sides because offense and defense are the Packers have to play well. Defense cannot give up, cannot um, allow Josh out, Josh um, Jared Goff to stay in the pocket all day and you know take his time. Other side of the other field, Packers offense, you cannot allow Aaron Donald to dominate the line. It just cannot happen. He dominate the line even with the even with the sore ribs. He will if he gets to the Aaron Rodgers. It's gonna be a long day for them. It's going to be a long day. Packers, your key to victory is forcing Jared Goff to make mistakes. You have this guy is not 100%. We all know this. But in this kind of game, he could make mistakes. And I expect him to. I expect him to make mistakes. LA Rams, key matchup is, of course, who don't know, Jalen Ramsey against Dante Adams. That game going to be win by that matchup alone. And I really predict that. L.A. Rams, your key to victory is getting after Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Donald, that front seven, that front line have to get after Aaron Rodgers. If he is on the, because he's one of the best, if not the greatest, on the, um, throwing on the run. If he have time in that pocket or he get out of that pocket and he throwing the ball down the field, it's not just Adams. It's not just Adams he can throw it to. If he able to make some completions out the pocket and in the pocket, long day for the L.A. Rams. My prediction, just because it's in the Green Bay, I will go with the Packers by uh, by 10 points. Cleveland and Kansas City. Now, on paper, this should be a squash match. But everybody saw what on paper do last week when the Cleveland went to Pittsburgh, and they squashed them on national TV. Cleveland, your key matchup is Cleveland secondary have to contain not just to um, heal. You have to contain the entire wide receiver court and, of course, Travis Kelsey. 
The guy is the best tight end in the league. That's the hands down. Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the league. Hands down. There's no one even close. No one even close. Gronky on his last string. He, 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 was, he was the best three, four years ago. Gronk nowhere near to what Travis Kelsey is. That's just my personal opinion. As much as I love Gronk, Ron Gronkowski, he's nowhere near Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey got the speed. i very athletic. But Brown's defense, Brown's secondary, have to contain Chiefs wide receivers and tight ends. Cleveland, your key to victory, as simple as it is, you have to score touchdowns. We don't want you to go, we don't want it to be fourth and one on a five and you kicking field goals. That's not going to win you the game. You have to take your chances. If it's fourth and, if it's not fourth and under, if it's fourth and under five yards, I'm going for it. If I'm inside of my 20, I'm going for it. That's my mindset if I'm the Cleveland Browns. I don't expect them to do it, but with a coach like that, hey, it could happen. Kansas City, your key matchup is Kansas City defense versus the the the, the running back um the running back guru, Nick Chubbs and Kareem Hunt. Need I say more? These guys has been running all over the teams all season, especially last week against Steelers, running all over them last week. Chiefs defense have to slow one of them down or both. Kansas City, your key to victory is this. Basically, forcing, May, forcing Baker Mayfield to beat you. Because we already know. Baker Mayfield is not going to beat a team with just him. That's just not what's going to happen. He hasn't proved he can do that yet. In the future, yeah, he can. He, yeah, he has potential to. But not against a team like this with Patrick Mahomes. Baker's called 40, 30 or 40 easily. Patrick Baker Mayfield... He have to play good, and they have to be able to run the ball. If they are forcing Baker Mayfield to beat them, it's not going to look good for Cleveland. And that comes with my prediction. It's going to be close. I will take Kansas City by a touchdown. The two legends, the two, the two first Battle Hall of Famers should be guaranteed unanimous. Hall of Famer ballot, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going against Joe Drew Brees and New Orleans Saints. Tampa Bay key to the ma- key matchups is Tampa Bay defense against Drew Brees. We saw what you did last night against the second string quarterback. This is a Hall of Famer you playing against. If the defense come out flat, it's gonna be a long day. Once again, long day. They already beat you 38-3 last season. First game of the season they beat you. It just wasn't as bad as the second meeting. But Tampa Bay, your key matchup is your defense have to play stellar. Cannot be missing tackles, dumb penalties. You know, you have to play with discipline. Tampa Bay, your key to victory is obviously stopping, stopping Alvin Kamara. Kamara. You stop him, you force Drew Brees to hit down the field. Even though that still can beat you, but you forcing them to, you know, you forcing them to win in other ways where it can turn into takeaways. New Orleans, your key matchup is the Cleveland, the Saints secondary against the um, the Buccaneers wide receivers and tight ends. Again, I, I do need I say more? 
You have Mike Epps. I mean, Mike, not Mike Epps. I'm, I'm going off the dome. You have Mike Evans, have Goodwin. You have Antonio Brown. You have Gronk. What can I say? Secondary, how to contain the wide receivers and tight ends. New Orleans, your key to victory is always this. Get at the Tom Brady. Getting at the Tom Brady. Is you forcing this guy to throw the ball, over throw the ball, short throw the balls, all of this. If you can force Tom Brady to um, get jammed in the pocket, getting sacks, getting hits, hey, he's an old man. So it's going to affect him at the long run of the game. My prediction, I will go with the Saints to win by three. College football season is over after Monday night as Alabama beat the Ohio State Buckeyes. They, they just didn't beat them. They embarrassed them. Let's be honest. But we have a dilemma coming up. College football season, we know this season was trash. It really was none worth none. That's why nobody's talking about it but me. But the upcoming season should be tremendous, a very interesting season. Simply because we all won't change. We all won't change. We wanna we don't want to see Alabama in a every year. They've been in there every year. Since the college football playoff started, I believe, six, seven years ago, Alabama and Crimson have been in majority of them. Notre Dame been in two. Ohio State been in other ones. Other than, um, I believe Oklahoma was in that one year. Other t- I, I, really, I really can't even tell you the other elite teams, other college programs in there. i never seen USC in there. Never seen Texas A&M. Not even Texas. Baylor. Michigan, oh no, I believe they wasn't that one year though. But no, Northwestern, no. Penn State, no. What they tell you? Expand the college football playoff. It's, a, it's, a, I believe it's a must. They, they, they must do this because it will be the same thing next year. And I got it written down as my, right now, my team entering in the college football playoff already next season, next college football playoff is Alabama. Who's going to beat them? Nobody's going to beat Alabama in the season unless it's an upset every now and then from Alabama. If you LSU or Ole Miss or Arkansas or Georgia, Auburn, I don't see that happening nowadays. Especially if Mac Jones stay. But my number two team going into the playoff, I believe, next year is Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, Thunder, Oklahoma Sooners. They they dominated Florida. I believe that was Florida, right? They they believe they dominated Florida. In the bowl game, they dominate them. Florida played Alabama very competitive in the um, SEC championship, and they lose Oklahoma. I think it was, I, I believe the score was 50-something to 20. Just embarrassing. Just embarrassing. And I believe Texas A&M is going to be on a mission next year. I got them as my number three, third team going into the um, college football playoff. They got a chip on their shoulder. 
not getting that fourth team, not getting that fourth, and you saw what Notre Dame did to get that. They had a good season, but there's no way you should win a big champ. You should win an ACC. You should lose an ACC championship game. You still the fourth team. That's just no way. No way. Yeah, you had a lot of wins, but no way. You know, you lose to a team like Clemson when they when they when the travel launch was down. Don't get me started with that run again. It was just they got blew out in Charlotte, ACC championship, and they still the fourth team. What did you expect? To, did any, anybody, anybody in the world, even in Notre Dame, they, nobody expected them to beat Alabama. You expect, you expect them to get beat the number one team when they got blew up by the number two team a week, a week or two prior. Not going to happen. Of course, Ohio State got a lot of questions at the quarterback position, definitely of Justin Fields. Um, into the draft, but I still think they top four every year. They top four. Them Alabama, Clemson. They every year they in there. Every year. Out of those four teams, of course, everybody going Alabama might win, but I, I really, I want, I'm, I want to see another team win. I will take it this far. I'm predicting this right now. College football national championship is in Indianapolis, 2022 next year. I'm predicting Oklahoma Sooners will win that. Depending on who they play, I don't care. They had a tremendous season this year. They lost a couple of um, key players to COVID. They lost a couple of key games that they were supposed to win. They got pushed out of the top four, and they ended up dominating Florida. And that, that can have a chip on their shoulder, too. I see Oklahoma City winning next year. I mean, Oklahoma Sooners. I see them winning that championship next year. Coming up, my final thought. It is now time for This Day in Sports History. In 1967, 54 years ago to today, Super Bowl I, LA Memorial Coliseum in beautiful Los Angeles, California. The Green Bay Packers beat the Kansas City Chiefs 35 to 10 MVP was awarded to Green Bay quarterback Bart Starr. In 1972, 49 years ago to today, world heavyweight boxing champion Joe Frazier stops Terry Daniels in four rounds in New Orleans to retain his WBC and WBA titles. In 1990, 31 years ago to today, Golden State coach Don Nelson becomes second man in NBA history to appear in 1,000 games, both as a player and coach, joining Lenny Wilkins as the Warriors lose to the Indiana Pacers 144-105. to In 2014, seven years ago to today, the Los Angeles Dodgers signed pitcher Clayton Kershaw to the biggest deal in baseball history, a seven-year, $215 million package, averaging $30.7 million Per season. This has been this day in sports history. My final thought is non-sports related. It's basically for the people that's been fighting for months, close to a year with this pandemic. 
We all know it's the vaccine out. Some have took it. Some have not for their own personal reasons. But this is a trying time for all of us. And the people that is putting their lives on the line, being away from their families, where they can contain it and carry it home, I want to thank you for your dedication to saving lives, for your love, for your care, your kindness. I thank you. That would do it for me, guys. I'll be back Monday for a special edition of Sports Talk with Marcel. We're going to review the NFL division planes, um, divisional games, also NBA, this day in sports history, and another final thought. Hope you guys have a tremendous weekend, and I will see you back Monday on MLK Day.